Railworks video game tissues anime podcast. It is episode 101. That's a hundred and one, and that's just great. Um, it is. We took a little bit of a time off for the holidays, and we're probably about to do that yet again, <laughs> but you know how it is. Uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Uh, in the meantime, I'm on the beginning of the bridge before we've crossed it, uh, John's here, folks. I am standing right on the edge of the bridge uh there there's like the the toll booth except instead of taking your money i'm asking for your anime opinions uh please tell me how you feel about bochi the rock before you can cross this bridge i think bochi is really cool i think (laughs) that she's trying her best even though she is insane okay you you may you may cross the the Thank you, okay. thank you. Uh, Elvi is also here. Hi, Elvi. Hello. Hello. I'm glad I can always count on you to watch so much anime <laughs> for me I, when I, I also cannot. think Bochi's cool, though. I Good, can concur. Yeah. Uh-huh. She's just a cool, you know. She's, she's doing put it. through so much. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, Maverick is here as well. Not gonna lie, I heard Edge of the Bridge, and I'm like, oh, where are we going with this? <laughs> it's kind of scary, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. But then I I reoriented my mind's eye on what a bridge can look like. A bridge, you know, a bridge can be a, a good thing. Are, are you and not spi- just are a you bad able thing. to spin the bridge uh, on a 360 degree? <laughs> Like, <laughs> I loved that. it. Oh my god! There was, uh, yeah, one of those uh, bridges where it's like it uh, rotates or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like sort of like the the train turn wheel. I swear to God, there was a bridge like that up in Maine or something. And growing up, whenever we would go near there, I was like, "This is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life." I, I need to find it. It was like a rotating bridge. It only went to like two different paths, though. I think. Either way, really sick. <laughs> We need more engineering like that in the world. I'm like now rotating the San Francisco Bridge only because it's that's 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 just too iconic. Sadly, I can't even mm. <laughs> I can't, can't even think of the million New York. That's sort of what here. I was picturing. Yeah, just yeah. rotating it in my head. Um, well, come on, we got the Brooklyn, we got the Manhattan, we got the. San they're Arizona, all like so gray though and black. They're, they're like I, we need some colorful architecture here a little more. <laughs> Williamsburg Bridge. That that's a nice. Oh yeah, that, that's a nice one. Yeah, yeah. It's very long though. I don't think I can rotate that. There's not enough room in up there. Uh. <laughs> yeah, there it is. I found it. The swing bridge in Maine. Yeah. Oh, that shit's crazy. They turn it to let the boats go through. 
Covered That's... bridges. <laughs> um, but anime. That's what we're here for. As always, I feel like I say that every fucking time. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, so I did not watch that much anime recently. Uh, I'm surprised by John having a lot because I was expecting you to be in the Pokemon world, honestly. Hey, you but know what? I feel like they're not mutually exclusive. No, I mean, here's actually what I've been doing recently. Uh, I have been gaming next like with my switch yeah that's what that's what i mean yeah, yeah. i've been like, just having stuff xenoblade you have to pay attention to right like yeah yeah exactly i mean i'm wrapping up xenoblade like not as we speak but like i think once we're done recording i am going to go actually like do the final bit i think um so i'm, I'm excited for that but yeah for pokemon i was yeah while i was doing like raids and stuff i would just have anime on and i can definitely pay less attention to the raids because pretty quickly uh you either win or you lose in those and i I will say i know what i'm doing most of the time the only times that it's my fault is if i bring my if if i'm not paying enough attention and i bring my perserker in to a fire type raid then it's my fault otherwise it's their fault okay so I can pay attention to anime because I just have to press a couple of buttons. I don't. Have, I don't. I don't have to be looking at it all the time. I can. I can read the screen. I don't care. It's your fault, not mine. Very true. I'm a good raider. I believe it. I. If anyone, I'm going to trust anyone in a Pokemon raid. It's you. Thank you. I'm going to say that right now. Thank you. More than any other human being on this earth, probably. <laughs> um but yeah how about some of those anime you've been watching what are you what have you been just the the, tell me about diy how about that tell me about how diy is going i'm still behind on it i'll 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 hit you with that so yeah i'm not completely caught up on everything um i you know there's some stuff that i might circle back to in the future but diy diy is absolutely one of the ones that i have been watching um it's it's kind of weird to say though to kind of start it off i'm trying to think of how to talk about it because it is it is what it is it's it's diy it is the show where these girls are all doing stuff i mean we we have set up the basic gist of it we have all the girls together they have their goal of making a treehouse secret fort and the show so far has just been them planning and getting their stuff together and figuring out how to make money so they can uh, buy more parts for the fort because they don't want to rely on um, the two rich girls that they have in their group. They want to be like, look, we want to just like make our own money from this and then use that money for the club. We don't want to have to just constantly be like, oh, please use your Amex Black to buy the most high-tech and amazing treehouse functionality. Like, no, we're just, we're going to do it. We're doing it ourselves. And so I respect that. But, um... It's it's still just a very basic, very cute show. It is cute girls doing cute things. Um, I probably wouldn't care as much if it wasn't just so fucking beautiful. Like, it's such a gorgeous-to-look-at show... That every mm-hmm. scene is just a delight to to absorb through your eyes. Um, 
that's that's the main draw i would say like the characters are still fun and and i'm i'm definitely enjoying that but again i probably would just like this would just be another one of those kinds of shows if it wasn't so so well animated and so it had such an amazing art style um you know, like it, it, like the characters are just like, oh yeah, here's the clumsy one, here's the one that's too serious for the club, here's the weird one, here's the other weird one, here's the other weird. One. <laughs> um, they're all weirdos. They are all weirdos. <laughs> no, they are, but they're they're different shades of weirdos. Like one of them is just like kind of like a, <laughs> an anxious nerd, and then we have the one that's a cat. For some reason. And then we have yeah. Don't know what's up with that one. Still don't really still know what's up the, with that. Yeah, and uh, and then we we still have the white girl who is the, still the best character in the show, just because she just the the like I I don't I don't mean to to poke fun per se, but the uh, the the English is is pretty endearing. Um, just uh you know like just like I, I wish that I I had a button that I could push on my desk that or like i wish i had a jabaco soundboard basically just like every once in a while i could just mm-hmm. have her be like good job that's right like just i just need that um yeah no it's not just the like pronunciation of the words but more so like i i think they do a good job leaning into sort of like yeah you know in general english can sound funny when accented but we're gonna really just milk what we can out of having jabaco like Spurs it in there it's it's extremely funny just it, it, like it's it's funny when she's she's just like throwing out like kind of advanced english words and they're just picking up exactly what she's she's putting down like if she's just saying good job that's right it's like okay sure but when she's just like like there, there was one sentence where she said uh japan's summers are muggy and i was just like would that be something that like I don't know, like, they're, like, middle or high schoolers? Would, th- would like, is the term muggy something that, like, they would know what that means? Because I, I wouldn't know what the equivalent to muggy in Japanese would be, you know? Yeah. So yeah. that just seems like such a, such an, but they're just like, I, there there goes Jobco complaining about something, I guess, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> but, no, I, I, I love, I, I love, I love the group. Like, it is a strong group, but again like i i just i just love to look at it um i do wish that there was a little bit more of what was going on near the beginning um of like serifu like her 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 little like uh dream sequences kind of we could we could use more of that i would say yeah um but you know it's 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 good it's a good show uh, it's not like knocking me on my ass but it's it's solid yeah it's sometimes you know you don't sometimes you don't need that i know we we haven't gotten we're we're, we're i guess i should have said this at the beginning obviously like yeah we're we're talking about barakamon next time because yeah. we wanted to get a little more time in and we've all been super busy mm-hmm. <laughs> with the holidays and everything um but barakamon definitely has that vibe from what i've watched of it recently as well where it's like i'm appreciating it only because i feel like we've watched some real heavy hitters recently and it's like sometimes you know you just need to chill out um yeah i 
I'm I'm really glad that it did get the uh, art treatment that it did because I feel like that really is the problem with all of these girls doing cute things shows mm-hmm. or whatever or cute girls doing things shows. Uh, I just think about how they all look like that Breakwater show, like they all look like that. It, it leans very much into like the Moe Blob aesthetic, which yeah, I mean, still can like I, I'm not gonna knock against it, but it's more. Nowadays, I feel like there is a general shift away from that. Or yeah, there's a real like on model focus recently. Mm. I feel like with a lot of the stuff, which makes sense given the climate of the animation industry. But I mean, there is some stuff that is rallying against that in a very particular way. But yeah, like the the standout like cute girls doing things shows that I can think of definitely in some capacity go with all right you know here's our like art style that we use when we have to put out the merch but here's how we can like play with it once we're actually in the show proper mm-hmm. yeah versus like both being just one and the same mhm it's just I wonder. Hmm, I don't know. I was thinking like I wonder how much of it is the influence of Kyoani mm-hmm. on that genre specifically, like, and wanting to capture that, but with obviously less of a budget than Kyoani has. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was surprised. I was surprised. I think Do It Yourself is the fucking Gleipnir Studio, isn't it? Like, oh I think shit, really? Pine, Pine Jam. <laughs> I think that's true. Let me double check this before I spout nonsense. Right. Yes, it is. I think they did. Yeah, like they did game. They did gamers too, and like I think like gamers. <laughs> gamers is super on model. You know, like that's super like just pretty standard. Like they have their little sequences, but yeah, I'm looking yeah. at everything else that they have made, and it's like this is probably like the most like I- expressive thing I could see, just like from from a glance. Like, they did the fucking Tawawa on Monday show, which, or, you know, I guess specials or whatever the fuck, which is that that show where it's just the the fucking big titty office lady art. Not that one, the other one. (laughs) And I I was watching Kageki Shoujo last, whenever that was on, like, a few seasons ago, and that was, like, extremely just, like, they didn't go anywhere crazy with that art. It was super straightforward. Surprising. Yeah, like after watching this, it made me be like, "Oh shit, I want to see more from Pine Jam." But then it's just like, "Oh, the rest of what Pine Jam did is not not anything like this." But you know, yeah, may, may, really maybe their future stuff will be interesting. I don't know. I'm yeah, yeah. I'm I'm interested to see what they got and they got cooking. Yeah, me too. Um. You know, speaking of Gleipnir, I did want to talk to this about with you, LV, since you're you finally mm-hmm. have we're we're on the same page yeah. now. We're on the same yeah. level. Mm-hmm. Irma, I don't know what this arc is at all. <laughs> it's it's really weird. <laughs> yeah, but it's really scary. Uh, you even wrote it right here that uh, fucking Clara Gleipnir Irma is yeah, very disturbing. She did. She did. Uh, that was yeah. what the costume was about. That was yeah. why she was in some Kigurumi mascot thing for like so, four solid episodes. She glaped yeah. near someone. She has glaped near powers. 
<laughs> to like explain it like so if you remember john you might remember this that clara's special power she can make anything in her pockets right, right? right so the conceit of her having this gleipnir outfit is that the entire outfit is technically her pockets mm, okay <laughs> so she she can pull people inside it and then it's like they're in a pocket dimension that's pretty good <laughs> Uh, it's very disturbing. <laughs> I don't know why the, it was the, happening. The, the end result, though, um, and for context, again, kind of like Naruto in any other similar tournament, what have you, situation where they're in different teams, they're all in different pairs, they're all, like, assigned to different teachers and professors who kind of have their own signature thing going mm-hmm. on. Um, Clara and, I forgot her name, but the tall girl, the tall girl, like, I keep forgetting I her name because she does name her name ever. is insane. They and never real- say it. <laughs> um, but they got assigned to the succubus, and it's like, uh oh. Um, but it, it plays along with the whole thing, like, okay, yeah, she, Clara, yeah, Clara has like a, a crush on Iruma, and it's an, you know, and, and they they frame it in a very juvenile, immature way, where it's like, ah, okay, yeah, whatever. Um, and she thinks like she's seducing him with this stupid like costume. It's very funny. Um, but then she glaped near. She actually glaped nears him, and it's it's like, oh no, oh no, where's this going? Where's this going? So she sucks him in the pocket dimension, and she sends him to like this baby kids land. This is where it gets more twisted, I think. Like she turns yeah. him to a child, so she can like have fun with him in an amusement park. <laughs> and like the, the idea is just like i guess like turn them into <laughs> children them so that yeah. so they, but like turn turn them into kids specifically so they're stupid and then <laughs> they just make themselves really tired that's how you and get then, them and then she's like life draining them the entire time mm-hmm. very disturbing again like <laughs> she's fucked up. i, I want to like she the also, and was, then the song there's an obligatory song where yeah, she's she describing what's happening yeah Finally, finally, the first song of the season. Um. Took him long enough. Irma's, yeah, the, yeah, really. The, this situation was also solved again because, like, she had forgotten that Irma is insane. If you recall, he's yes. insane and he can survive in any situation, mm-hmm. so he was just fine. Um, but I, I think it's really weird how it's like they. The, this has been a whole like training arc basically, and now it's a tournament arc, sort of mm-hmm. to an extent. In a very weird format of like survival game, but it's like whatever, it's fine. But like the main thing that's been getting me still is I think I might have referenced this last episode, or maybe I didn't because it's been a bit. But like everyone's training arc is like they had to play video games nonstop for 48 hours mm-hmm. or whatever, like they had to like do this thing, they had to do like they had to fight their teacher for a little bit, and then there's these two guys that were just sold. Sold? Like, their teacher just sold them. Yeah, their teacher sold (laughs) them. And they just are, like, slaves to this bar master now. And they're like, the only way you can become free is if you win. (laughs) And it's, like, so at odds with every other character who's just, like, (laughs) hanging out, it feels like. And then these two just got sold. I got trapped. It was, like, so fucked up. Irma is a really fucked up show, is what I'm getting at. And it's just, like, I'm really glad it exists. Because it's, like, I feel like no one does what Irma does. 
like in the Shonen Field. Yeah, it, it was always a fucked up series, and we're like, oh, what a cute show! Oh, this is yeah, a it's so wholesome. And season three is like this. This is what you've been watching this whole time. <laughs> Have you processed it yet? Do you realize what you are supporting right now? <laughs> um, I think for me, and again, it's like it's it's definitely sure you can't you shouldn't really take seriously either. But for sure, there is some weird yeah dissonance across like what what are they doing and like isn't the point of them like their class? Why are they fight? You know why are it is weird of over like why are they competing with each other versus are they not supposed to be working together because they want to get their rank up mm. um, by you know by the end of this like timeline this deadline and that's why they're going through this hardcore kind of. Survivor game show at this point, and yeah, it's a little weird. I don't know like what the end goal is, but it's 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 mostly just a gauntlet of gags if, at, at this point. So, and that's yeah. okay. That's okay. It's it's still like a it's still like a nice, um, lighthearted show to to go back to. When yeah, when I... it's fucked up, twisted moments here and there that are. <laughs> yeah. If I had one complaint, honestly, right now, it's that I think like. The last season had like really started setting up like a lot more like world discussions, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. and it feels like we've backed away from that again. Yeah. And it feels like yeah. I get why because it sort of is definitely like a okay, we sort of haven't this hasn't been a show about like power levels and shit like <laughs> that, so like we can't really have them do fights all the time when they like they're kids, I mm-hmm. guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get wanting to do that, but it's just, it feels like it's been like eight episodes now and it's just like, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. Yeah. There's Uh, also something to it where like, it's clearly, it's, it's really nice how this series as a whole really tries to make us care about also the side characters as much as, as much as it like, it does, I think it does a nice job of like giving everyone a bit, Mm. you know, and, and, and like integrating them well across like scenes and what have you. You know, and, and and especially right now, but I feel like they still did that much stronger in the previous season compared to now, where you know it's just open and they're like everyone's. Uh, but, but yeah, again, like I agree with you. It's like a we'll see thing, and like over where this is going. Yeah, like it's cool seeing more t- of the teachers that we didn't like new te- new teachers too. Yeah, that's interesting. I I really like the the teacher they introduced in the second season a lot of. Mm-hmm the animal taker care of guy oh yeah like, yeah yeah he's he's, awesome. he's a great character yeah, yeah. and i like that's also just his like backstory increasing as we've going of just like he was insane i guess he was like <laughs> some sort of super fighting guy um it's good it's a good show i i would want more of more of irama's grandpa more really more <laughs> the most yeah and i think i think just the rest of the school too like i i feel like it's it's been really, it is very misfit it, class yeah, focused it's very, we're and there are a lot of them of but, this class right now so yeah. i wanted to open it up again yeah definitely and there's like some interactions we're seeing but it feels like because of the nature of it they're like we're, we're trying to cover these like 20 fucking characters mm-hmm. in this one room but it's like so then everyone else ends up feeling pretty flat but We'll see. It, it's really weird to me that it's like this arc has like zero Amory or Grandpa. Yeah. Which is like, I want to see more of that. It feels a lot less like Irma as a show. It feels mm-hmm. a lot more like Demon Academy show, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, which is fine. You know, sometimes it's like that. Um, Maverick, I wanted to hear your take. Well, I wanted to hear two, t- two different takes. Uh... I got him. So let me think about so, this. 
let me think about this okay you know yeah let's start with it you saw the laid back camp movie how was it did you enjoy it Ooh. i did it was a good time just like uh <clears throat> so recently uh the laid back camp movie came out on crunchyroll it's available to watch all two hours of it and you know for an original story that's taking place well after the events of the uh, manga currently it's a lot of fun it, it's just a fun way to sort of like reframe the uh, characters currently without really going like off the uh, trail with what's already there so the whole conceit is we start off seeing the uh crew actually camping out in like the uh summer to celebrate like fireworks as they're like closing out their last year and we get a quick transition into everyone i believe it's now like three maybe four years after graduation they are at least of drinking age is the main thing to point out but um they're all just like getting to the group of new things uh what is it Rin is now, like, an editor for, like, a magazine. Uh, Nadeshko is actually working at, like, I believe one particular, like, a camping store. She's just going full hog on that. Uh, Aoi is actually a teacher. Uh, Anna, I believe, is a dog groomer. Like, I want to say dog grooming. That's what it seemed like it looked like uh she was working at and shiaki um actually the impetus for the plot here uh recently quit her whatever like i think entertainment industry gig she might have had and is now instead working as part of the tourism board for a local town and that is the driving force for everything else in the movie where it's like she gets blasted while um hanging out with rin and is like oh hey we're gonna fix up this campsite let's go check it out and from there everyone gets involved and it's a fun little exploration i think of just like you know now that everyone is in a certain groove what exactly would because because it's never going to be about like immediate like dangers and perils or whatever i think it's a nice meditation on that period of time after like you know high school being the one thing that is on your mind constantly and sort of just being introspective in a way where it really does just ask like you know when things are kind of going and you don't always know what's going on what are the ways that you can just still make sure that you have a peace of mind and are able to still win the day even if it's in a small way and it's nice it i like the approach to the like iyashike aspect without necessarily like I, I think the biggest challenge here is how do we translate what's already inherent to the genre of like we're back in high school we're back at a time where like you don't have to worry about everything else that's happening in the world this is your time to just focus in on a particular group of people or like a particular uh, situation and it's very chill and it's low-key how do we translate that to you know a 
more grown situation and still have it land. And I think it really does the job well. Um, there's, you know, you'll see all of your favorite characters. All the stars are here. Uh, Rin's mom. <laughs> uh, Aoi's little sister. Nadeshko's older sister. Uh, Chiaki has become the group alcoholic. That's a pretty fun dynamic. <laughs> but yeah, like overall, it's just a blast. Like if you're... Uh, they've already confirmed season three. I've got all the manga up to, like, current English translation that I need to also just start cranking through and, like, just um, blast. And, you know, this is a good, like, interlude of just, like, waiting for season three of the anime to come out, which I believe should be happening soon. If it's next year, that's going to be fucked up. <laughs> But, yeah, a lot of fun. Cool. I'm happy to hear that, because I know there was a bit of trepidation with some people I knew about the, like, time skip style of format uh, for it. But I feel like, historically, that's gone over pretty well for this type of show. Like, I know people like the K-On! manga as well, when it kept going with them in college and stuff. Yeah, I think what works is that you don't necessarily have to change the entirety of a character. It's more just, you know, changing up the actual way that they interact with everything. Like Yeah, and the, the conceits of wh why. Exactly. Like, there's a whole montage of um, Rain getting ready in the morning and, like, going out to work. And it's a fun little bit where it's like, you know... The person that's so used to just going everywhere in her little moped and whatnot. Just absolutely throttled by Tokyo commuting life. Or not Tokyo, <laughs> but like, um, you know, city light. Like, I gotta take the train and it's fucking hell. Mm. But, yeah, just a lot of fun. Soundtrack is very nice, very good. I remember you saying that when we were recording the bonus episode. Uh, I don't know if you had listened to it yet at that stage, actually. I but. I knew that at the very least the soundtrack was out and available for download, but nothing else. So mm -hmm. I was at least like thumbing through and I'm like, oh yeah, this is fun. This is nice. I I can't spoil myself on this yet because I got <laughs> I get you, yeah. Um so not to make you keep talking, but I did also want to hear about Akiba Maid War, if you feel like it. Because I, I, I only watched the first episode, and I've been hearing some things about it, but I've been very curious to see if it has maintained its sense of uh, fun, as it were. So, I feel like this would actually be the first time that I even talk about it, because... Okay. Well, no, I'm trying to think back, because I feel like... There is the initial comment of like, oh man, that first episode pops off, <laughs> but I feel like I haven't had the chance to talk about it outside of that, and it definitely is a solid show just overall. Um, I know that a certain YouTuber included it in their list of um, hottest trash of the year, that's a, or of the season or whatever. That's a fucking lie. This is just Kino, baby. <laughs> this is just cinema. Because um, the whole conceit is, you know, Akiba, uh, Akihabara 
like 1999, um, a young uh, girl from the country is coming into the city to become a maid, and oh boy, she finds out that she signed up for a lot more than she bargained for, when it turns out that for whatever reason, this version of Tokyo in 1999, uh, maid cafes are basically the stand-in for the Yakuza. Like, no other um, conversation about organized crime exists, but specifically, like, everything comes back around to the local maid syndicates and the violence that is happening as, um, you know, wars and treason happen in the underworld, which is fantastic. It's hilarious. It, it's a conceit that, you know, could be funny for, like, a one-episode OVA, but we're now at, like, the stretch. Like, there are only about maybe three, two to three more episodes left of this show, and it's really been able to, you know, hold on its own, because... I think the big part of it is having you believe, like, it does a lot to buy in for the world. You know, like, oh, this is a place where everybody, like, everything hinges on the um, success of your maid cafe, uh, which is only one smaller part of, like, the bigger conglomerate. Like, the, uh, the pig-themed maid cafe that they work at is a subsidiary of the larger creatures group because that's where you have the lion themed cafe the cat themed cafe the dog themed cafe all of these other cafes and there's a hierarchy involved and it it's funny to see this essentially turn into a narrative of what if the um like rock bottom of the uh bottom of the barrel got pushed to the point where they're like, hey, we don't want this anymore. What if we could elicit change? And one very inept person doing that, alongside maybe the most hardened individual doing that, and how like that trajectory just shapes the entire world of um, the Maid Cafe. Like, it's easy to just write off, oh, if you like Yakuza, you'll like this. But the more that I think about it, it's like, what if you did just get, like, a more naive Ichiban and, like, just full-on um, Kiryu in the same group with, like, everybody else as stand-ins of some kind, but they're just, like, accident... Like, they, they are failing upward in a way... That as of this most uh, recent episode, there is now actively a problem, <laughs> and I'm do not know what's gonna happen. Also, the fact that like this is the one episode where nobody died. Well, no, <laughs> no, wait, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, no, somebody dies, but <laughs> but no, it's been fun. It, like I've just really been okay, enjoying good. myself. Yeah. That's 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 literally exactly what I wanted to hear. I think to before I watched more. I yeah I I just remember seeing images of it. and I haven't even watched it yet. Uh, but totally want to. No, it's uh, fantastic. There is a uh, the the manager for the cafe who I think very much insane woman. Insane woman is probably like femme, like Reagan. <laughs> 
I, I, the only thing I know from like the later episodes is I think this is only in like episode three or something is I know that they sell their organs to do <laughs> fixed <laughs> fixed bedding or whatever. We're going to. We're about to. Oh, they were about to. Okay, I just yeah. saw them with an eye patch and everything, and I was like, all right, sure, whatever. I, uh, I say Femregan, but more like the uh, the manager in Zombieland, so like a middle ground of like those poles. Mm. But just reeking of failure, just a full, horrible, just piece of shit. <laughs> but it's great. Oh, and uh, there there is a um, character who is a Russian add-in, and I didn't realize, but actually is voiced by a uh, like Russian voice actress, singer, native personality based in Japan. That's pretty good. Good. Yeah, no, that's solid. <laughs> but, uh, not like, I've just been having a blast with it. And the fact that it's been consistent, like, that's the other thing. Like, for some people, it's probably the standout of the year, mm-hmm. or uh, at the very least of the season, just doing a lot of things in its own way. It's been in and out of just, like, not having a immediate, like, consistent narrative but i think the first few episodes just sort of showing like you know what is um the newbie made nagumi learning about how the industry works and that initial part of like oh gosh this is a lot bloodier than i realized to slowly kind of going like well wait why does it have to be this way like why does our understanding of the system have to be just like this cycle of violence where so many people are also kind of just going like you know nagami might bring a change to the maid industry she might be something special there and it's been funny to see that coincide with just like this greater like scale of just you know actually looking into how this would all work and it's also just been fun to see where exactly they'll like one to one on like you know instead of Yakuza Blood Oath uh, we're gonna go and share this big bowl of ramen uh, but we gotta do it in a secluded area because we're part of like two different families but from like separate organizations so who knows what's gonna happen uh, there is a baseball episode which is fucking hilarious <laughs> it's so Oh my god. I've become like pretty confident that I think like every anime, especially like a uh, not sports related anime or non recreational related anime, needs to have a baseball episode <laughs> because like I feel like it's just cons- like the Dorara baseball uh Dorara. Doro Hidoro baseball episode is great. And so is the uh fucking JJ uh Jujutsu Kaisen one. Oh yeah, that's a solid one. Uh, like it- it's just good. It's good because the bit is, can we please try and actually play a game of baseball today? <laughs> and they kind of do. <laughs> the the kind of is hilarious. Oh my god. Just, like, it's so inventive and, like, you know, on one hand, I sure hate it when women die. But <laughs> at the same time, I don't know, they're going off. I feel like in a show like this, it works, right? Like, oh, yeah. 
it just they it just totally works because of the suspension that it's just like yeah whatever like this isn't hell girl <laughs> like what is there isn't yeah that's true that that's what? very very true again when i say like you know picture like hard-boiled or picture like your standard yakuza crime series or drama and it's like replace every single like guy in a suit with a girl in a like made outfit that is what i'm talking about here because <laughs> that's more or less what they're going for and it works especially as they lean harder into it and it's now getting to a point that like you know some shit's gonna go off within the next few episodes that will probably lead into a very like grand finale that I'm very curious to see. I definitely need to get back and watch it because I, I know I my always beating the drum of I need original anime that doesn't suck, so it's definitely one that doesn't suck. Yeah, I, I appreciate I appreciate that this got made at all. I don't exactly know the complete lineage of it. I know that this is a Psy Games financed one to an extent. Uh, oh, that I had no idea about, but I mean, I... I'm pretty sure, yeah. I could see the eventual mobile game spinoff, but at the same time, it's like... It... That would definitely feel... I don't think to the cons. yeah I don't, I don't think they will I think it'll just be an anime because I think like Psy Games has been like like Zombieland Saga isn't a game as far as I know like I'm pretty sure this is the same studio PA works oh no um Zombieland no, Saga is Mappa the Mappa right but it's Psy Games uh people behind both of them I think oh uh, uh, okay but uh yeah but no, it's, it's been finally... a lot of fun. I highly recommend yeah. it. I caught up like within the last week, and it's been a it was a great just time to blast through it and just see the stakes increasingly rise more and more. I'm glad just to see that gotcha money being distributed <laughs> at all. I think like seeing that go back into something is nice to see because I feel like. For as much as you hear about this, like, oh my god, look how much money Gotcha stuff makes. Like, do you ever see where that money goes? Ever? Like, it just goes back into, like, like Arknights has a show, right? Like, that's, that's like, what you get. Just, Apparently it they, does. They made a fake Go anime. Still haven't watched that Arknights anime. I still need to. Uh, but I was a little hesitant on watching the worst part of the story. Like, not worst as in, like, you know... Uh, ethically or anything just worse as in like quality wise because the beginning of every gotcha game is going to be bad folks the money should be going into our friend wheels pockets am i right everybody <laughs> you're right, <laughs> yeah. right everybody you're right yeah. you're right i think in general honestly all of those fan artists well, yes, 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 like yes. they are what make those games make money <laughs> Yeah, like I, now, you're right. Uh, I I feel like my only knowledge of that game is because it was a, a fan work. Like it truly, like a lot of fan art and fandoms tr- do does the marketing free for many things. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Most part, and it's like you see some 
Yeah, I don't know. Like, you see, like, some con interventions with some games. I feel that way like about Genshin fun, Impact but... right now. Like, it's, and it's, and admittedly, yeah, it's still a huge game, technically, but it's also, like, wow, no wonder, like, <laughs> whenever I hear something insane about the game, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Why are people still playing this? Yet, yet, every boy has a body pill. You walk into a convention and people are yeah. doing the work and... Mihoyo, from my understanding, has like a very um, a decent clause when it comes to fan work too. For they skills. had a great and they're one. They're like, yeah, oh yeah, they sure. Yeah, yeah, so it's like, there you go, free marketing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in Japan specifically, it's just like, well, where would they be without Comicat? Where would oh, absolutely. Where would, where would visual novels Dojin as works. a medium yeah, be? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's really, and then it's just like, where does that money go, though? For real, like I, I've been thinking, I've been thinking that a lot. The game. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I don't think that's true. It's a horrible cycle. (laughs) With yeah, it it goes into something. Uh, With like Mihoyo, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt that they are in the the process of developing like four other new games. Yeah, right. They're trying to do something else. I get it, but like things so. Fuck me, Fate Grand Order. Like, as a Fate fan, <laughs> let me tell you, like, it's like, what? What did we get? What did we get? We got the Fate Go anime after, like, four years of Fate Go being out. And then, like, it wasn't even that good in the end. And then, like, we're getting a Fate Extra remake. And again, it's been, like, years. Years of nothing. Uh, there should be Fate Stay Night 2 breadcrumbs saber's back and she's pissed <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no they already did that <laughs> they're giving that her a gun oh. or have that, has that already happened too that's a, that has already happened i feel like it has happened many times yeah, yeah. okay well, she just gets a water gun. <laughs> um Anyways, uh, <laughs> fade aside. I I keep wanting. To, I'm excited to uh, that Mahoyo game's coming out soon, John. I don't know if you Which are one? aware of that. Uh, Maho no Yome. Oh, Honkai Star Rail for Genshin. Yeah, that's true. I I yeah. I I don't think I've really noticed any of that. I haven't been paying attention to any of that. So oh, yeah. so there's a it, it's a it's a um it's a new. It's not new. It's a 2010 Tight Moon visual novel. Oh, oh no! The the the, the what you call it? The 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 witch. Witch on the Holy Night. No. There you go. Okay, that's what it's called. In I know that you said you said Mihoyo. I said Mihoyo. I think you did. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was gonna you say. You did. Yeah. Damn. That's how. Oh that's no! How no! 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 Works, <laughs> I said ma mahoyo mahoyo <laughs> mahoyo. Okay, is what it's called. <laughs> All right. Mahotsukai no Yome. My bad. I'm sorry. It's okay. No, no, no. That's that's on me no, and the goddamn language of our world. Sure. Okay. <laughs> that fucking Tower of Babel shithead. Yeah, damn you. <laughs> Curses. Every day I'm cursing that thing when I have to look at Why fucking did it fall? all the different kanji. But no, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm planning on picking that up eventually. I want to get I want to get a physical copy. I may I may have to import it though, because uh, I think I think they already sold out. Of, they uh, they did have a weird. Ones, yeah. I don't know. They did restock it, but they might have ran out again. I'm sorry. Um, is this a freaking video games podcast? Yes, I know. Yes, I know. Fucker, I know. yes, it is. <laughs> hey, listen, listen. They're, they're they're making a movie. Okay, they're making an anime movie. <laughs> that, it. It's coming out soon. That's the pivot. I just, just got a little sidetracked. Uh, excited to see the Fate, Fate Strange fake anime mm-hmm. on New Year's. Yeah. 
Don't know anything about that, but it's made by the Dorara person. Let's check it out. Let's see what's up. Yeah. Uh, John, what else are you watch? What are you watching? What else? What are the What are the monthly, the weeklies, the weeklies? The that's week- the word. All right. So, um, let's talk about something that has returned. Something that has been uh, that we have been without for some time. Um, but he has returned to us once again to uh, to make his fucked up faces and for there to be many scenes of women being confused and thinking that he's that that he he's into them carnally when in reality he's just thinking about sega games folks mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. uncle from another world it's back uh, all of a sudden out of nowhere it feels like even though i'm pretty sure they did say it was going to be back when it's still pretty decent i'm still given having a good chuckle here and there at, at that at that show I, I, I will say, like, I continue to find the um, more modern day stuff and the, uh, you know, like the uncle interacting with um, his nephew and 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 uh, the nephew's young the love interest. Um, I, I find I find that a little bit more fun than the actual like uh, isekai stuff, but it's still pretty funny. Like, there is a whole bit in one of the more recent episodes where he was trying to use golden axe uh, techniques to defeat a horde of goblins. And that was pretty funny because I was just sitting there thinking, man, golden axe kind of sucks, doesn't it? And I, yep. I bet a lot of people here on this are going to say, well, shut up. Golden axe is good. And I'm going to say, no, it, it, it's, it, <sighs> that game costs like $70 when it came out. I get that it was of a time, but, if you're going to go back and play a Sega beat-em-up these days, like, Streets of Rage is right there, <laughs> you know? Yeah, all of them. All of the Streets of Rages are right there. Like, Golden Axe's style, though, is classic. Like, all, like, all, yeah. I, I keep thinking about, like, here and there, thinking about picking up those, uh, those, um, Storm Collectibles action figures that they've been putting out, that they have, like, all the Golden Axe characters. Those are really nice looking. But again... The actual game, take it or leave it. It's not as bad as Altered Beast, though. Altered Beast is doo-doo, poo-poo. All I can think about with Altered Beast is, I don't know if you'll remember this, John, but there's a a Men Drinking Coffee video about Altered Beast where they were doing one of their, like, Christmas parody bits or whatever. And they were like, here's here's my hidden tips and tricks for Altered Beast. If you lean down after you beat the first boss and he dissipates into smoke, you can make it look like they're farting. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I can think of whenever I see Altered Beast. That's really good. Um, But but yes, um, the 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 show is still pretty decent. It's still pretty decent. I'm I'm I'm. I'm enjoying it. I'm back. I'm glad he's back. I want to see what else the uncle's up to. But again, it's just, it's so bizarre just having to like come back to it the way that it did. Um, like, yeah, I'm amazed it came back. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I, I get it. I know that it was because of like, it was because like everyone got COVID at the animation studio apparently, but you know, it's, it's nice. It's nice that th- that they brought it back, but then also also at the same time, hey folks, you should just finish your shows before they come out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, what a I concept. Know 
we've said it before, but like for real, when I remember when Dragon Maid finished the first season of Dragon Maid and the director was tweeting like about like, hey, yeah, we finished that. We're already on vacation. I was like, wow, that's such a nice thing to hear. I hope that that becomes the norm. And it's like, no, nope. Not even close. Not even at Kiyoani. Nope. And that's that's how uh, that's how Mob went. And you know what? Mob is still knocking it out of the fucking. Po- I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I guess I could talk about Mob here too, real quick. If yeah, go for it. Like fucking Mob is going hard. It's still really good. We're on the last bit here. Um, you know, kind of like a jokey bit going on where they have the big final battle. And then they had a little interlude about um, the the te- telepathy club going off to try to find aliens. And that was just a cute little, like, duo of episodes. But now we're on the final arc, and uh, Mob's, Mob's love interest is moving away, so Mob has to gather the courage to ask her out. And so it's just this nice little episode all about, all, like, showing how Mob has improved over the series. Like... You know, like, showing him with the Body Improvement Club. And, you know, you remember at the beginning of the show, he's, like, gasping and panting and can, bar- can barely keep running. But now he's, like, you know, he's able to keep up a jog. Like, he's not like them where he's, like, you know, running and booking it constantly. But he's, you know, he's he's gotten he's gotten better. And it's just this nice moment of seeing Mob... And how he has improved over the time. And, and, you know, not just with his body, but just his mind and the way that he talks to people and how he's gathered self-confidence. And yeah, that's just nice to see. But a, uh, I, I will not spoil it, but a wrench is th- certainly thrown into the situation here. And uh, I'm... I'm I was I was shocked, and I I do very much want to see how this shakes out because we have like I think like two more episodes left. I want to say, um, let me I'm looking right now. Mob Psycho, no, like three I think. Um, so I want to see how this shakes out because we are like right at the end of the series. Um, pretty wild to think that you know, Mob Mob, mob has been going on for this long. And has just been top tier the entire time. Yeah, it's gonna be sad that it's gone. I'm I'm curious to see what that studio ends up doing, mm. or at least the animators on it. Oh, what bones? You mean the people that are in charge of the I, yeah. of My Hero Academia? I guess you're right. I'm just I'm more I'm curious to see what that like team specifically does. Yeah. Uh, no, it's been a very good season. Like, I think 2 is definitely a peak in its own right, but mm-hmm. with 3, I think it's, again, another one where it's just been very consistent mm-hmm. with the way that it's been working on this last stretch of the anime, or uh, this last stretch of the manga as well. It's this weird thing where, like, they definitely didn't need to animate all of this because it is definitely like a lot of like it is very much wrapping all the story up it is just like what is going to happen to each of these characters and like there are big moments but it still feels like this is this this still all feels like denouement but it's still it's still just good it's still worth watching and so the fact that they did do it makes it worth worth watching you know 
So I went to go look to see what that studio specifically has done. Studio B mm-hmm. of Bones. And this is the first time I've seen a really incredible uh, Wikipedia com- comp- like uh, setup here where they have every what each Bones studio of the four studios they have does. All of the shows are separated by studio, mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, Blood Bucket Bot- Battlefront is like the last thing that that studio did before Mob. Oh, you know what? That makes sense. Yeah, and they also did Snow White with the with the red hair right. as well. Oh. Um, so, you know, I think and Space Dandy. I think we're just fans of these people. I think we like these people. <laughs> I I would say so too. Wow, Razafon. Wow. Okay. Wow. What have a studio C and D put out? Uh, C is the darker than black studio. Um, They've also done. They did the original Full Metal Alchemist anime. Uh, they're the M, the Boku no Hero one. Ah, okay. Um, Studio D is Bungo Stray Dogs and Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. And Studio A is their is the Carolyn Tuesday one and things of that nature. <laughs> Very much things of that nature. Very interesting. Very interesting to see it divided like this. I, huh? I really wish that uh, more stu- more stuff was. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the. Uh, I'm trying to think of the word. I can't think of the word. Just uh, laid out like this. I love to see credits, actual credits for things that aren't yeah. just the studio did it, and a list of names. It's cool, mm-hmm. cool stuff. Especially in anime, it's always so obtrusive. Um. All right, uh, LV. Yeah. <laughs> so you went through the Miyazaki Ghibli Gauntlet. What does I this did. mean here? Huh? What is this? You, you just watched all of his? I just watched all of them. So um, I don't know. Like again, I uh, try. My boyfriend hasn't watched a lot of anime, and he was just kind of like he only re- recalls like Spirited Away and some of the big stuff like Ghost in the Shell and Cowboy. But you know, like a lot of the stuff that on non anime watchers are like yeah i like that i liked what i saw i think that's good the classics so to speak the safe classics to recommend people um so uh, so we both have been just watching things and taking turns you know with our own film and whatever media suggestions you know watching his rex rex etc together um and we went down the list except you know sans you know some weirdness because of licensing issues and how a lot of the Ghibli films are, like, on HBO Max, but some still aren't, I think. Like, I don't know if Castle... I don't know if the Lupine one is on there. I don't know if Grave of the Fireflies is on there, actually, Mm. which is an interesting floater. But that's also not Miyazaki. But, um, yeah, I went down the list from Nausicaa up to Howl's Moving Castle. Um, So it was very interesting from my own perspective revisiting them. Um while someone else hasn't really seen these and hearing that perspective. Um, and sad, and sadly they were all, you know, again, we were, we had to use HBO max, um, which for some reason, yeah, all the Kibli films are on there as in terms of like the only legal streaming platform right now that you can access. Um, mm-hmm. And they don't have the Japanese language track. So cool. Uh, <laughs> which is again, fine. Um, but revisiting, you know, again, these films from a different perspective, um, 
because some of these, uh, some of these, I, 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 I do like. I, I, I mean, I mean to say, I like all of them, but some of these, like, I have more fond feelings over, and some are like my faves versus others. I definitely only watched once and never touched again, <laughs> and just be like, oh, that was fine. Um, but generally, yeah, like, like most of your English dubs are good. Um, you know, you have this weird mixture between the films that the, were distributed between Disney to uh, Miramax, you know, which is like, eh, this, that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, for, you know, before Harvey Weinstein's downfall. Um, and um, then G-Kids. Though, no, I don't think we hit the G-Kids era because House Moving Castle, I think, was like the last. No, Ponyo. I think Ponyo was the last. Disney. We didn't even hit Ponyo yet. Um, but yeah, overall, I feel like my opinions of certain ones haven't changed. I still feel like, for me personally... Um, yes, Spirit Away definitely universally deserves the acclaim it has, you know, and, and, and for sure, like, 2001, when it won an Academy Award in the, as the first anime to win at the Academy Awards, that, that mm. I think it was well-deserved and had every reason, and, and for if not, kind of creating the huge reckoning for anime, anime here there on out, post-9-11 in the States, which is very interesting in a lot of ways. So interestingly enough, it won before 9-11 did happen. Um, but like um, stuff like Nausicaa's reminded me like, oh, yeah, I should check out the original manga because there's a lot of cool stuff going on in this like very French, <laughs> aesthetically French comics inspired movie. Um, that's very beautiful. Um, a little lot of dark shit going on. But, you know, there's definitely like a bigger world that the movie, I think, has a hard time, like, you know, condensing, you know, it's throwing all these characters and these motivations and nuances, like, what? There's, like, different kingdoms? Like, who's that? You know? Um, but that was all way too much for that single movie. Um, it, I, you know, and what, it wasn't his animation debut, but, you know, like, baby Hideki Otto's, like, first animation what one of his first like major animated works in anime uh for doing you know the great warrior sequence which is very apparent and like clear you know clear blueprint for what ends up being like the aesthetics in evangelion um and um but then yeah like you you go you go through the library you know time you know time passes you know we hit princess mononoke where they're using digital animation and digital animation techniques more and it's like oh okay they're getting it and i feel like that's like an interesting more refined contained story with a similar plot of like there isn't necessarily a good versus evil thing here but more like a humanity versus humanity versus and is trying to understand its relationship with the environment um, similar to Nausicaa, and I was like, oh, okay, you know, and, like, but yeah, like, stuff like that, Nausicaa, Mononoke, like, Spirit, you know, those, like, films still hold up a lot to me, in my eyes, um, but, ooh, okay, so, in terms of, like, interesting, Porco Rosso, <laughs> mm. Be- again, also beautiful, again, that's the consistent thing, yes, they're beautiful, cool, uh, what's his name? Michael Keaton did the dub voice for the title or character, and he is so bad. <laughs> he That's is just so what I bad. Vividly Which is about stunning. all those celebrity stuff. It's Which just is like, stunning. Uh, yeah, yeah. So the Parker Rosa was distributed under Miramax, um, and it's just, and Parker Rosa has an interesting history where it actually had previous dubs because I don't know I don't know if it was Totoro also, but like 
Um, there, there's like these lost, <laughs> oh, 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 talking about lost media, obscure like English language dubs um, of old, some of the older Gilly films that were actually only meant for airlines. <laughs> like literally, yeah, like early, like, you know, watching movie on airlines for, I think like for places like in Hong Kong. So basically like Asian countries where English language speaking is, there actually is a large demographic of that. And they were dubbed with, you know, they were dubbed in the context of like, a studio that English language was not their first language. So that exists somewhere. So that's, you know, just, I'm sure. And I've heard that's bad. Like those are bad. Sure. Whatever. But Michael Keaton. Oh no. Um, and Parker Rosa was dubbed post spirited away. So like, there's a lot of these, you know, Ghibli films that were not like, you know, we we're like, Oh yeah, let's revisit their past library. So this is way past. So this is years after Beetle just, this is years after Batman. He knows how to use his voice and act and actually have a care. He sounds so phoned in and bored throughout this movie, which is insane to me because there are other celebrity names in this movie. Yeah. And again, this is most apparent with the Miramax distributed like Ghibli films in contrast with the Disney ones. I mean, again, they're like weird. Miramax is under Disney. It's all the same. It's all one company. It's like stupid, but you know what I mean? You know, the Disney ones tend to push like the child stars, et cetera, around a time. But like, it is really silly. Like, and, and that, is, that is just very apparent across um, some of the other jarring, like there's always that one guy or one woman, you know, whoever, one person in the dub that's really bad but everyone else is awesome. And that's what sucks. <laughs> and that is like, I think a recurring feature of like English dubs, it like just, just so often around that time period in anime. Um, not bad, uh, but, but yeah, that, that's what stood out to me the most. Like again, revisiting some things. It's like, ooh, so, in terms of like, just changes in opinion and shifts towards a more negative perspective. Like, ooh, wow, that dub was actually not good. Um, so Michael Keaton's Parkeroso, thumbs down, eh, bad. <laughs> yeah. Still a fun movie, though. Um, but also a weird one where it really ends abruptly, and that's kind of like... That's kind of that's kind of like a noticeable issue with Miyazaki's film specifically, where they have weird, abrupt endings, and like if they don't really set up the world in a way that, you know... It's really noticeable. And this is where, and this is where, you know, in the last movie we saw together, my boyfriend and I, um, that I really had to take a moment and be like, wow, what, what, where was I these years ago? Howl's Moving Castle, I don't think is a good movie. I, I, I used to, I, looking, I thought it was, I feel like years ago I thought it was. And then watching it again now in the year of our Lord 2022, I'm I'm almost I'm almost 30. I don't think this movie is good. What happened? What happened? This movie is good because they have a hottie Bishonen main character uh, who was who was dubbed by Christian Bale <laughs> pre Batman. Somehow I thought I thought this was dubbed post Batman. No, this was dubbed pre Batman. Batman Begins was just finished production. When Howl's Moving Castle's dub came out. So really weird uh, intersection there. And the reason why they casted Christian Bale was because Howl's Moving Castle takes place in a fictional Wales 
and Christian Bale is actually Welsh, yet he does not use a Welsh accent. He just is himself. Uh, <laughs> but my I, my reevaluation of Howl's Moving Castle really shook me. Like I am I am I am quaking right now as I'm talking about this. I am really I am really upset that I did not realize Howl's Moving Castle was not as good as I thought it was. Wow. But again, it's saving grace is. Uh, it's beautiful. Have but again, you, you know, books? as I was going into, uh, it just is, it's a very incomplete movie and it suffers from the issue of, I think this is where it was, Ghibli was beginning to be like, oh no, all our directors are getting old quick. Miyazaki, you have a child, right? You should, and then, you know, Tales of Earthsea happens, right? A couple years later. And like, everyone's like, oh, this is bad. <laughs> um, you know, Howl's Movie Castle is an adaptation of a book series. And it's interesting hearing divisive opinions, too, over like, people are like, oh, yeah, this is great. You know, and the author herself, they like talked with her, but she was like, oh, I don't care. Sure, whatever. She was very neutral about this movie. She has no real opinions about this movie. So that's whatever. But you, you see like oscillating opinions about Howl's Movie Castle now, and it's very like, this fucking sucks. And they're usually book fans. Or people are like, this movie's awesome. This movie's my cottage core dreams. I want this hot emo man to whisk me away and fly me across like cottage core rooftops. Let's fucking go. And I'm watching this movie again. And like, <laughs> and I'm neither of those things. Yeah, I still think this movie like has a lot of issues. Um, but anyway, my, yeah, that's uh, mostly my Ghibli gauntlet. response to uh, <laughs> um but like yeah uh my boyfriend actually started falling asleep through this movie i kid you not i was like no what are you doing uh (laughs) and it was during the part where he's like sophie this is for you like he opens the door and like they have these like pastoral fucking austrian fields i don't know like you know anyway definitely like a weird point now that i'm realizing where ghibli was starting to be like oh shit, we're not really growing here. We're really not doing anything different. And I think Howl's Moving Castle might have been like the the, the, the tipping point. Wow. Um, and to summarize it again, like as I'm saying, it's an adaptation. They try to like compact too many things at once. Um, what is really insane to me, especially is that Miyazaki himself, now that I have reread like more things around his movie, Miyazaki himself has said this movie was a response to the Iraq war. And I'm like, <laughs> what do you mean? This is a response to the Iraq war. Um, and 9-11 then really did a lot. 9-11 really did a number on so many people. Even and then you see, it's and just it, like <laughs> unspecified war for resources where everybody's no in the reason. middle of it. And... <laughs> And then, and then it makes sense. And then, uh, you know, watching Howl's Movie Castle, yeah, there is, like, a war in the background. And, like, there's an interesting critique of, like, oh, shit, like, wizards and witches are being, like, used as freelancers to take part in the war. We're like, okay, sure. That's an interesting, like, dynamic we have going on where there's, like, fantastical people taking part in a very human issue. However, there's also this subplot, you know, with Sophie, oh, shit, I'm fucking old. What do I do? <laughs> And then, yeah, yeah, there's just so many threads they start, and they don't resolve it. And then she becomes young again because she falls in love with this guy she knew for a week. And it's like, cool. It's like, what's going on? 9-11 has aged all of us. (laughs) 9-11 has aged all of us. I'm sure that that is what, yeah. It takes the power of love to accept that. Even though he was like not great to her she, she, she really was like an indentured servant to his castle while he's just being sad <laughs> and don't she's worry like, about i it. think i love you this did the man. Beast stuff you know 
Yeah, absolutely. Don't worry. Billy, Billy Crystal's the fire. Everyone's no Billy Crystal's fire. the best part. Absolutely. Um, again, also great voice acting, but just very jarring that we also. Um, again, Christian Bale is fine. I feel like I remembered being like, oh, he was awful. His voice was too deep. And he was fine here. It's like, okay, this makes sense. You know, Hal's, um, Hal's uh, original, you know, Seiyu is, you know, what's his name from SMAP? Uh, Kimura? For, you forgot his name, but you know. <laughs> Not to talk about video games, but yes, the judgment controversy because his face was used for that. But um, uh, yeah, very, very wild. Um, I, I actually have never seen... Um, the more recent Ghibli stuff. I have yet to see The Red Turtle, which technically is not a Ghibli film, but they did help distribute it on, through a French studio. I have not... I'm probably not going to see the Hedwig and the... It's not Hedwig and the Angry Inch. That is a totally different movie. That's that completely different. That is that is very But you quite know different. what I mean. Yeah. The, the CGI the one, which is really bad, apparently. Is up in arms about because yes. it's a TV movie. Oh God! But well, anyway, no, like, it's um, Gore Miyazaki joint, and I'm sure it's fine. But it's like, yeah. Be, if there is anything I am to glean at this point about narratives as it relates to um, Studio Ghibli, one is that the movies have trouble finding them sometimes. Two is that often those movies that have trouble finding them are often because they are Miyazaki joints. And three. Hayao Miyazaki does not deserve to be on a pedestal at this point. I say this as someone that actively is like fond of his work and understands what he has like accomplished in his space, but at the same time, like that's just a grumpy old man nowadays. Yeah, he's still off working on his final movie or whatever. Fucking get it done already <laughs> for the Steve for the seventeenth fucking here. time. Spielberg already said, "Hey, I made the Fablemans. I made my piece." that will let people know this is what sort of like let me get into this entire like art form this is how it's a part of me it's how it breaks me and how it creates me did it but i'm still gonna go make more shit indiana jones 5 fuck it we ball (laughs) how long have we been waiting on how do you live for your fucking grandkid all right Yeah, yeah like, I I truly, like, I truly don't know what the trajectory of this studio, if it, it, it you know, if it not being, like, you know, kind of like a, a, a smaller version of Disney, where it's like, okay, we are funneled, you know, we are fueled by, like, just the merchandise and residuals of all that, you know, the amusement park, right, opened, like, a couple months ago, and, you know, people are saying, like, oh, it's cute, you know, where, but, like, yeah, it's, like, it, it, it's it's interesting looking at this history that has been heralded so long, but then when you look at it, it's really just comprised of like sad old men, and it's like, oh no, that's that's all they have. <laughs> and you know, there was like a controversial, you know, like a couple pieces coming out over like, and I don't know who they didn't name them specifically. I don't know if it's someone who still works there, but like a rubber producer very much saying like something sexist over like, yeah, you know, not really encouraging like female animators or like younger artists to come on board to the studio etc it's just like it's 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 interesting like how especially like a lot of non-anime fans and you know non-regular anime fans just see the studio and be like oh yes they're the beacon of like good anime but then for us who are like more familiar with other works and have seen other works and have like a bigger palette of taste you know it's like yeah they're fine they're okay they're not the greatest. And, like, we see more of those flaws where it's like, oh, okay. Um, 
I, I mean, and, and I guess just analogous to no different for folks who like can see how shit Disney is and still understand like, yeah, they have good work. They have amazing work. They have suddenly certainly set a precedent for a lot of things, but also what the fuck is going on with Disney, <laughs> right? You know, but yeah, I don't know. If that movie ever comes out, um, yeah, I will watch it. How do you ever live? You know, which also, again, is another adaptation of a novel. You know, um, it's, it's been adaptations uh, post Howl's Moving Castle. Um, and just see how that goes. I think part of it as well is that, like, the story of Ghibli requires a lot of that look at anime as it was a budding industry. And that is oh, definitely... Yeah part of the story where you know it's i think very easy to look at it as like oh yeah these are just these sad old men now and yeah because you know it's kind of like the like actual like invigoration and upkeep happened way before their time like well not before their time but it's like you know miyazaki isao takahata were also heavily involved with like those early um episodes of Lupin the Third. They did a lot of the um, yeah. story time like It's a lot of folks who came from T V. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the Masterpiece Theater productions mm-hmm. of like Anne of Green Gables. Uh Future Boy Conan was like that big Oh yep. Like directorial debut and Yeah, like it's easy to see where Miyazaki sort of like has that initial style. You can at least see variants in the um, directorial works of Takahata, at the very least, where you know Grave of the Fireflies and My Neighbor the Yamadas are definitely two different like visual stories, which then are in turn different from the Tale of Princess Kaguya, which like there there is at least a difference I would say in the way that like some of these are like um, gleaned into because yeah like. It's been a while. I remember, like, very recently, I think it was, like, 2019, I sat in the theater for, like, over at the Metrograph for Kiki's Delivery Service. Mm -hmm. And I will say that Ghibli Ghibli films, when you find them at a particular moment, are at their most effective. Because for me, like, seeing that story about, like, you know, someone going out into the world for the first time and really just being in the ins and outs of trying to make a name for themselves and this very direct um, dialogue about, you know, being an artist, being someone that is not, like, guaranteed what's that next step for them. Like, me being in that mode of, like, oh god, like, I'm gonna graduate soon, like, it hit, like, a truck and it was a very positive experience, but like, before that, I'm sure as hell did not remember anything about that movie and I know that I've seen it before mm-hmm. but I think that's my big like I don't know it, it, it's easy for me to like in a way shit on Ghibli films but at the same time it's more so I think struggling with that like layering of recognizing that these are a part of the greater like history of the medium but with them also at the same time being the most mainstream approach to what it can often look like there are a lot of things where it's like no there's definitely 
better things than what's here, if only because of, like, directorial passion, the voices that are involved, a lot of other factors that come in. But it can be hard sometimes to, like, really focus in on that. I mean, it's at least having a better track record than what Makoto Shinkai is working on right now. <laughs> for real, for, for real, though. <laughs> I do wonder what a studio Ghibli would look like if it was a little less constrained by their ideology, as it were. Right. I, mean, I, like, I yeah. Not even just like right now. I just mean like like fifteen years ago, if they had been a little less like on it, I feel like they could have cultivated a lot more talent. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. For sure. Like you know, and, and Sal talk about how to like I and I I like his Ghibli films more. Like personally, I think Tale of Princess Kage is like stunningly beautiful. Like I cried mm-hmm. when I saw it in the theater, um, and he passed away you know a couple years ago at this point. And it's like, well, what's what's gonna happen post Hayao Miyazaki, right? And it's just like, is that it? Like what's what's going on? For sure, I I think they really. And again, it's multiple people to blame here. It's not like a specific per- you know person or whatever's going on here. Um, like they really they really set themselves back because of like kind of this very click kind of situation going on here that depended a lot on the OG founders mm-hmm. against sad old guys uh, <laughs> and, and their methodology that is perhaps like very, not even perhaps it's, it's, it's very like, it's a huge turnoff or like very, it's, it's intimidating and threatening to to the standards of what an animator can do today, you know, or, or should be obligated to do and not like perhaps like this obligation to crunch for artistry, you know, um, especially on traditional methods that would make things intentionally harder. Mm-hmm. I need more anime movie diversity right now. I think mm-hmm. more than anything, because even when it's not Shinkai, I feel like it's someone trying There's to be just like a lot Shinkai. Of men. Yeah. There's yeah. 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 You're right. <laughs> I, I, I never want to just jump to that because you know me, but yeah, no, I think, but you're, <laughs> I think you're right. It is the truth. Yeah. There's not, there's not a lot of female uh, directorial uh, anime features. No, it's not. Mm. Um, so I have not been watching much anime to confess to you <gasps> all right now i've not been watching that much i know i know i know i've been watching um or what have i been doing i mean i watched a bunch of barakamon already i think i'm the only one yeah. <laughs> who is like on it a little bit but which is like fine i got through like four um, episodes you got through i was like uh, seeing you bang through it i was like damn okay um but i i'm i'm always impressed by your ability to to burn through it um but yeah, I uh the main things I've been watching are I, I have been keeping up with Gundam. I don't know if anyone else is watching that concurrently still. No, I've I've been thinking about the new career. Hmm. I've been thinking about catching up with it. I, I should get around to it. I uh, caught up to the most recent episode today. Okay, no. cool. It's uh it's a weird one to me. Uh I'm not like obviously the most well-knowledged Gundam person in the world, but uh, it seems to be pretty different from the way a lot of other Gundams are in some respects, but definitely the same in others. Like, you're definitely seeing stuff like 
the Char-like character with the mother. Um, literally and figuratively. Like, she has the fucking helmet on. But... I, I, I honestly like it. I think... It's a really interesting setup because it, it'd be very easy to dismiss it instantly as being like high school or whatever, but it's not like they're not really focusing on the school angle or like, like the, it is only high school in the sense of they are focusing on this idea of like the Gundam classics of like thinking about prospective futures and stuff and like w- learning about the world as it were. Um, and it's it, it's moving at such a weird pace that I'm not really sure like what where we're going to get to before this ends this core yeah. ends. Mm. Uh, That's my thought as well. Like, is, not a is, lot has is, happened. Is it supposed to be one core? It's going to be multiple cores, mm. but it's going to be several seasons apart. Oh, that's yeah. And I don't know how that's going to work for it. Honestly, like, I don't get me wrong. I'm sure the Yuri heads will be there, like, no matter what. But, like, as a watching experience, it's really weird to have, like, this entire first core of setup where I would say, like, like having just watched original Gundam, right? The very first Gundam recently, even though not a lot happens in that show, and I would say a lot more happens here to, like, accelerate the core plot, there were still a lot of events happening. Mm-hmm. And there hasn't been a lot of events happening here like it is very much set up and it's going to be really weird if this is an entire core of setup and then in a year we get the next core which is sort of seeming what it looks like right now yeah i mean the uh it would definitely be the first run for the series because i looked it up again and it does seem like uh, Iron-Blooded Orphans ran, like, pretty, like, consistently. Well, that's because it was 2015 to 2016 for season one. Yeah, like, 2016 to 2017, but then these were, like, two 20, like, 25-episode cores. Yeah, 25 episodes being the, defin- like, the, the thing here, whereas this is going to be 12, I think, from my understanding. Yeah, and... You only really see that for OVAs, which even then there is such a concentrated look at to what they're trying to like go through. And so it's I'm curious to see what it'll end up being, because if this is like a 24 episode series in total, like I figure there are other like mainline Gundam series that have done similar, but at the same time. Gundam is sort of seen as the, like, long-form show that you can go through. Yeah. Where it's as episodic as, like, Gundam Double Zero, 50 episodes. Like, even gonna look up uh, Reconquista. Turn A Gundam 50, like... Oh, yeah. Okay, like, Reconquista and G was 26, but... That's still more than just one core. Mm-hmm. So it's it's curious because yeah, like by the end of this most recent episode, it's kind of just like, all right, I'm curious to see what's coming up. Yeah, it's really right now. It's been pretty weird. Like 
I I like it a lot. I like the character designs a lot. I think I think there's a really diverse set of character designs here. Mm-hmm. Um that that all look really good and even though I would say like Miorin is definitely the most like sexualized <laughs> character cuz she's supposed to be the love interest obviously, but it's like she she's still not like she's not out there with like her huge breasts or anything, you know, like she's not it's just like they drew her sexily. <laughs> Uh, in I a way guess, that's yeah. a little refreshing, I guess, in terms of how having watched nonstop blatant misogyny in the original Gundam. Hey, now that's uh, that is um, vintage right there. It's just like thinking about how many episodes of Gundam they have where they're like, "Oh, the kids are taking a bath, so Frau Bo just has her tits out." Yep. Yep. <laughs> you know. Okay. Can't say great. it gets better, but no. But I, I'm sure. I'm, I, I, I know. I'm familiar with the game by now. Yeah. I'm going to say, like, Uh, you know, the the real pivot is whenever you start getting into Ideon. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I know much about that one, other than just hearing about it. Yeah. Um, That one I still got to watch, but... No, I, I think the weird thing is that, like, with keeping up with a few shows... Now that we're at, like, the 9 to 10 episode mark, a lot of other spots are, like, starting to wind down or get to, like, that last story push to fill out the core. It doesn't feel like that's, um, that we're getting that for, um, Gundam Mercury. And so that is where, like, it feel, the, the rhythm is off in a way. Yeah, like, they're building momentum. If anything, like, it's not like we're building momentum to get, like, or, like, we're, we're starting, we're in, like, the rising action to a climax. It's not like that at all. It's, like, we're still in the setup stage. Like, we're still in the, we, like, we, we don't just, even know what everyone's deal is, you know? Like... We don't know what Earth looks like. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah that's, like, the main thing. Just, we don't know a lot about, like, they say Mercury's hell, but we haven't really seen it outside of knowing, like, it's mining and stuff like that. Like... We still don't fully know, like, the full conflict with the adult characters as well. Um, all the way. Yeah. And it's, like, it's really weird that we're going to, like... Like, like how will this core end? That's just what I keep thinking. Uh, after, like, the seventh, episode, the seventh episode, I was just sort of like, like, where will this end? What will be, like, a satisfying, like, to be continued? Like, how will I remember everything? <laughs> they probably just don't care and they're just gonna be like fuck it y'all are gonna see this when it's when it's where it is you know yeah i guess so i guess but i'm just saying you know who here has fully caught up with uh jojo part six yet nope nope (laughs) yeah you know i will say this though I, I I feel like maybe this is just Sunrise thinks they can get away with it, right? Because they they're doing this. They just did the same thing with Birdie Wing, where it's halfway through a tournament and they just fucking booked it. See, Birdie Wing's different. Yeah, because it's it's a lot less higher stakes. I feel like <laughs> it's like you're just like we're gonna see them do golf, right? Mm-hmm. So Birdie Wing has like it started at like the floor and it like jumped so high for a lot of people. That, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like. But this Weird. is starting all the way up, sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is like, oh god, it's the new Gundam, and that I'm curious about, because, like, 
I think, yeah, like, it's very consistent. In another Discord I'm in, I've been seeing someone, like, sort of, like, go through the whole Gundam watch and, you know, through a very critical lens where there are definitely things that, like, are appreciated and enjoyed, but, like, you know, just recently got through G Gundam and, yeah, I, I am at a point where I can speak my piece where it's like, I do not think it is a good show. It has very high peaks for me, but if I sat, if I tried to sit down and rewatch all of it, I don't think I'd be able to make it. Damn. I tried to, I got through a majority of Wing, but that also, like, by the end of it, I'm kind of just like, man, I don't care anymore. <laughs> I'm gonna pass. And, and those are still seen as, like, the pinnacle or, like, like the most remembered like forms of that at least here in the states yeah i because again my thing is still yeah. the fact that like i like the design of the aerial but i don't care about any other robot that's in that show because they, they feel disposable right like they don't feel they, like they're the they're gonna i mean like there's a lot of disposable ones in original gundam but it's like there's not like but it's the fact that, like, you can still think about the Zaku, and you have a focus on the Zaku. I can talk about yeah. the Leo from Wing, and you have an idea about how the Leo still looks like, because that was at least such a departure from everything else. Like, and again, like, I bring this up as a very particular, like, issue I have with the series thus far, but at the same time, that is where the show kind of, like, makes a lot of its... where the franchise makes a lot of its back-end merchant, like, um, profits, and, like, I don't know, I just... I'm curious to see what that looks like, but at the same time, like, it's... it's filling those two parts where it's definitely different, like, it's doing a lot to take itself out of that, like premise of like Gundam is the old main series but at the same time I don't know I just want to see a decent model kit <laughs> it, it, I, I would say yeah like uh, I watched a good few episodes of it and I just kind of felt like it wasn't really giving me anything to latch on to for the, for the couple of episodes that I watched just cause like yeah I just I wasn't really interested in the like the whole shebang with the school stuff. Like, I know you said that you shouldn't really just, like, look at it as this, oh, it's just it's just the school, but that's kind of what it felt like it was for the first bit. Like, I just, I don't, I, I don't care about, like, I, I don't want to go to a Gundam show for that. I want to go to it for the, like, you know, the, the, the sort of, not really espionage, but the, you know, like the fucking war mechanics and shit like that. You know, I want to see how that all shakes out. If I'm going to see this, uh, if I'm going to see this 12 year old get shoved into a robot, I better see it for reasons of war and not for this, like, purpose of having it on the side of, like, uh, school time. I mean, I know that sounds really shitty, but kind of, yeah. Like, I, I, I you know, <laughs> I, I want to see what's going on with this, like, with this world and this 
society and how this is all shaking out and so the, i just think that it's it's that the first little bit was just like i like i don't know i I, th- I think like that that prologue episode was really strong and it it got me really invested but then once it got into the the school element where it was just like like them f- basically fighting over suleta for no real reason i was just kind of like all right well sure I mean, I'm I'm guessing that it goes past that after a bit, but it just it just did not grab me initially, mm. and I kind of have to go on, go f- with fr- with it after that, I guess. So this is an insane comparison to make, but I almost feel like the vibe I've been getting since it hasn't set into it. it like the real thing, like, like to go off what you're saying, Maverick, like it doesn't establish a formula, really, or like. It doesn't establish, like, a swing of things. It feels like everything is a constant interruption, almost, mm-hmm. from, like, a theoretical show that would exist. It is The way it is structured right now, as, like, a lot of introductions and stuff like that, it's almost making me think it's tr- they're trying to do, I hate to say it, but a love-love type thing of, like, pretty standard, like character interactions and stuff build up so that in the second core or whatever or later they just go full-on war mode i guess so like that that's almost the vibes i'm getting yeah potentially Uh, and i don't know how that would shake out i don't know how that would feel pacing wise i mean the other part of it as well is that it's very like it leans heavily into the war as business perspective yeah but there's no inherent like war at hand so to say whereas every other series it's like you're deep in the middle of like you know whatever the earth uh federation faction looks like and the space noid faction and we're immediately seeing the clash of ideals of structure and setup and like some of that is gleaning into this one for sure but from a different standpoint Mm -hmm. it is pretty funny that like this is the one where it's like oh no the earth people are the good guys yeah i mean i don't i don't i don't really know gundam very well so me kind of being like this is what i expect me being like this is what i expect from it is kind of maybe not right and you know it's it's good that it's trying different things but I don't know. I just kind of wish that the different thing that they were trying wasn't a, you know, like a something that is pretty bog standard in anime these days. Like I don't know. Yeah, I just have to wait and see with this one. It feels yeah. like a lot of unknowns. Yeah. Like I don't what, like. Was this, was this not the one like marketed specifically though for like you know non Gundam folks to hop in? You know I think I mean? so. Like, for yeah. internet, and that's. I, I that's think that was why the intent. Feels the way it is right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, but, I think you. I think you do have. I think you are on something about the Melville love theory, where like you know, like oh, it's, yeah. it's just oh, look at that, you know, then hook line sinker, we got him. That's we what it him. feels like to Someone's me right gonna now. Die soon. Yeah, <laughs> of just soon. like it, yeah. it's going to like like look at everyone get along, even though there's like this discourse brewing the, under yeah, the surface. Yeah, there's something fucked up going on. Otherwise, yeah. yeah. And just a lot of old people being like, "You'll see when you're older what the world <laughs> is like." Like, yeah. 
Be curious to see. Is the moral of this show just going to be no? Actually, you, you don't get more conservative when you get older. You just you're just a shit. <laughs> you were just insane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it could be that very well. I I don't know. I, right now, it's very unclear. I I, I we'll see. We'll see. There, I think my. I was going to say, like, I, I think the obvious thing that is pr- probably down the line is, like, gee, Saletta, maybe you're too good at piling the exact Gundam. What do you mean? Ariel and I are so in sync, right, Ariel? Suleta, who are you talking to? <laughs> <laughs> I See, like, I've just been assuming that's her, her the, 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 uh, the, not to get into the creepypasta epic lore or whatever, but, like, I've been assuming that's the fucking baby from the first episode is inside of that Gundam or something. I thought the baby was her. No, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, you know, you're... Because here's, here's yeah. my thinking process, yeah. okay? Here, here's here's the layers. On, um, is it based on the <laughs> other guy? Yeah, so I, yeah. that was what really yeah. cemented it to me, was they introduced Flash clone type dudes in this world uh who are like copies of people or whatever they introduce that and also ariel has the her real name ari or whatever in the middle of it Mm. and she says that she's her sister and stuff yeah that makes sense that's 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 the thinking i've been going with folks we've got the evangelion market in there all right (laughs) (laughs) so that's why i'm thinking like i'm like wondering where this goes i i think there are definitely a lot of like like i really liked all the stuff that was happening with that weird flash clone guy yeah like then we moved on instantly to the next like next dude who wants a piece of the action like to the next guy in the council and then after this i mean we just resolved that so now it's kind of like yeah you got it moves so fast I, it's, it's like another thing like it's just like it is one dude an episode it feels like honestly and then it's like problem solved like i just remember pink pink girl choo choo being like fucking hate you and then just at the end of the episode it's like you know what i like you now <laughs> these fucking spacians are so annoying but you guys are kind of okay yeah you're okay daughter of ceo who murders people on earth <laughs> But it's okay because she's not choosing to listen to the, her CEO dad, even though um, she, he invested in her company. Yeah, I have no idea. Really weird. Really weird. Mirin is maybe not my. It might be my least favorite character in that whole cast. Who is sorry? Mirin the. Uh, Oh, really? Really? You don't like her? I've just not really been gelling with, like, her motivations. It is definitely seemed like, compared to, like, everyone else who has, like, a place or, like, some weird machinations, it definitely feels like she's a little aimless, right? Like, she's just sort of the whims of the plot, almost. It's like, I hate my stupid dad. I'm supposed to be, like, the, uh anthe of the whole thing but also i just want to go hang out on earth so i can be away from him that's about it i'm curious to see where she goes well like i see shades of like like i kind of want to say like relena peacecraft even 
the uh, girl from like uh, Gundam Wing who eventually yeah. becomes very like involved in the politics aspect, like, quote unquote politics of that show. But yeah, like I don't know, like for whatever reason, and it's not just a she's too mean to Soleta. It like <laughs> genuinely, it's kind of just like I feel like everyone else has a very strong characterization to them. But I'm kind of just waiting to see where you end up in all this. Yeah, definitely can see that. I think it is definitely right. Like, we talked earlier about Gotcha Games surviving by fan artists. I feel like this is a show that is keeping its momentum through fan artists, <laughs> honestly. Oh right now, like, holy cow. I feel like a day doesn't go by that I don't see a 19,000 retweets. Uh, Soleta Mirin picture that looks like all the other ones and i will retweet it every time <laughs> they got the uh, the holiday co- uh, cutouts out yeah um other than that really quick i i haven't i haven't watched the most recent episode of dawn brothers which promised dawn killer which i'm very excited to see <laughs> um, but i will say that dawn brothers has continued to impress every fucking week uh it is just an endless joy they have ever since they entered the beast road genuinely I, they, they were not lying okay they straight up were not lying they entered the beast road and they kept going and i what, what uh, episode am i on i'm on like episode 24 all right you're getting there you're getting there i think i think you're on the beast road now i think we, pretty uh, much we almost just have combined um the tiger and dragon mechs and I've been getting accustomed to that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Have you had the duel yet? No. The last episode I, okay. I watched was um, Inagami is stuck as the dog for a while. Oh, yeah. That I was know, insane. The one after that was like when um, uh, Taro has to pretend to be the mom's son. That was a weird episode also. Yeah. I think that was okay. the last one. Or, no, I remember now. I remember. I was starting on um, the wife guy having to deal with getting fired. Okay, okay, yes. Just started that episode. <sighs> when you see everything he does, <laughs> you will you will not believe it. The man is <laughs> the man <laughs> has so many problems. I believe uh, it. I think once you get to the first duel episode, that is really when they kick off and do not stop. I think, even though I feel like at this stage, you're probably already like, they haven't stopped already. Mm-hmm. I feel like every episode is insane, but I saw like a clip, like when I was like uh, getting through my most recent batch this morning, I like accidentally clicked on like the uh, link for 39 and I'm like, Oh, I'm seeing stuff that I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> yeah. She's going down. They y'all. just don't, they, I think my favorite thing that they've introduced in the last, like, t- t- ten episodes or something is they just introduced an old man who runs an Odin cart. Like, like the, the you know, the Odin the food. Yeah. And uh, he he talks like this. Like, literally, like, the entire time. Like, a fucking parody old man. The entire time. And he doesn't do anything. He's just there. <laughs> and he... <sighs> there are 10-ish more episodes to this fucking show. I know, and I don't. They just introduced robots. 
<laughs> and and I'm just realizing too, like, have we heard anything about the next series yet? No. <laughs> I hope it never ends. I hope it's all a trick. I hope it's like you get to episode fifty and they pretend it's the last episode and the next week's just another fucking episode of Dog Brothers. <laughs> I think my favorite thing is that we are, I don't even know, I've said like 39 or something is the most recent one, I think. Um, but they still, they still don't know who the Black Ranger is. Are you kidding me? <laughs> they still don't know who he is. Jesus. There's been like three episodes where they try to figure it out and they just give up every time because it's too annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. John, I don't know if I don't know if Wheels has tried to sell you on it at all because I know I got him on on this, but I feel like you could derive some enjoyment from Dawn Brothers. I know you've had problems with the like the physical comedy aspects of Build. I remember that was something you talked about before where you could gel with it. I'll give it a shot. But it is like it is it is the writing here that is just specifically like every episode feels like a shit post almost like honestly like hearing like this episode is about dawn killer the ultimate enemy right that's the newest <laughs> episode and just hearing that like oh yeah and the next episode's about them going to driving school <laughs> i was like yeah sure oh fuck it whatever <laughs> nothing matters again there's the uh, post i remember like retweeting where it's just like um inoue or uh, in the process of writing Dawn Brothers, and it's just, like, those clips of, like, the fucking monkey playing <laughs> like soccer, yeah. <laughs> no He's u- utilizing his intuition, right? Yeah. That was what it was. <sighs> it's a hell of a show. Like, I cannot recommend... Like, I... <sighs> it's, like, the most recent Common Rider has, on- has been starting pretty slow, and, like, it has not been helped in my mind by watching Dawn Brothers every week right after it. <laughs> like, uh, some real, like, eat your vegetables stuff almost <laughs> going on. It like, neat, though. I forget that it's only, like, 14 episodes in. Yeah, it, it's just, it's the, it's written by the X-Aid guy, and from what I've heard from everyone is, like, the X-Aid guy really spins his wheels out before he gets going. Like, he's really, like winding up every single time and then he yeah. kicks off uh which i would believe but it's re- it's just really hard competition with Don <laughs> brothers right there yeah. <sighs> just like man man it's just like i just think about how many episodes end with like setting up something and they don't acknowledge it for 10 episodes and then they come back this 10 episodes later and they're like yeah you know all about this right and it's like you know what yeah i do because (laughs) (laughs) like i shouldn't i shouldn't remember this but i do because (sighs) fuck me it's a great great series great series great series uh, I cannot believe I started watching it ironically, honestly. That's where I'm at right now. I'm just like, I, I get that it was because I was watching it because I was like, oh, I'm curious, but also the CGI looks really bad. And then I was like, oh my god, wait. No, oh, he's no, using this his this intuition. Peak media. <laughs> yeah, hang on a yeah. minute, y'all. <laughs> Holy cow. Shit's kind of going off, never out. mind. Um, John, yes. is there anything else you'd like to talk about um, here? I guess I will just real quick give a shout to Chainsaw Man. Um, I, you know, I, I also have been watching Spy Family, but it's been Spy Family. You know, I don't have to dwell on it. 
I don't. We're not. We don't have to sit mm-hmm. here and, and discuss Spy Family. I feel. Um, Chainsaw Man has just been really, really, really good. Like consistently incredible. Um, the last two episodes have been the ones that where shit truly starts to hit the fan. Um, the the stuff the 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 sort of um. The Gun Devil Assassins, I suppose, would be uh, what I would say. Um, God, seeing that shit with Makima, like, animated, was so baller. <laughs> like, uh-huh, that's what I've been hearing a lot of people talking so about. It's so good. <laughs> like, oh my god. And then finally getting the... The Kobeni uh, monkey in a round scene, as it were, also. What a fucking... That is... The newest episode was just the episode. Like, I just watched it a couple hours ago. And I was just sitting there like, this is the episode, y'all. This is just shit going down. But then here's the thing. There's gonna be more the episodes as we go. Uh (laughs) That's true. Yeah, I mean, at the very least, like, I guess we're finishing up Katana Man at least for yeah. um, this core. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Super good, super good. Um, god, the, the, the endings. Can we just also just mention that every, that the they keep doing new endings and they're all so good and they add to. They add to it so much. You're just sitting there after watching this incredible, incredible scene of some character you love getting completely fucked up. And then there's just this amazing song with this great animation to play you off as you re-enter society, as it were. Um, God, it's it's a such a good show. I I I I I I, I it, it's making me appreciate the original story a lot more um for sure. I'm glad that they've expanded off of the Doro Hidoro different endings every few episodes mm-hmm. but this one like just just really feels like an evolution of that in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. Also, they got fucking... Who did they get? They got fucking Mindless Self-Indulgence or someone, <laughs> didn't they? Oh, I, no, uh, Maximum the Hormone. No, Maximum the Hormone. I always yeah. mix those two up. Yeah, yeah, Maximum the Hormone. Thank God. Thank God. Mm-hmm. They've been good. And, that, and it was a good one, too. That was a good ending. I said see that one. The uh, the last few episodes, uh, like, um, we did not record during the uh, the barf incident. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I was waiting for that one too. Oh, I I laughed hard. And then they just had an and- ending for it too, like just a song. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yeah, really inspired. The uh, the following episode as well, I guess last week's, mm-hmm. really good with sort of just like addressing the vibe mm-hmm. for the following scenes as well, like because I don't know, like it. I think overall, Fujimoto does a good job of recognizing, like, okay, I have a world where everyone is constantly, like, um, accosted and having to deal with the reality of devils living in the like uh, the general vicinity of where you are. 
how normal would a group of people tasked to take those entities down be? <laughs> not at all. And not at all. Where there are definitely points where it's like, ah, oh, geez, I am not a fan of what's going on here necessarily. But as you at least go through more of like and understand more of what's going on, it's like, all right, I can understand like what's going on. It, it, it's not trying to like cast necessarily judgment, but more so, yeah, just like working in the confines of the narrative it's presenting, of, of the reality mm-hmm. it's presenting. I still need to uh, watch some of that, but I mean, I'm not like. I feel like I can keep it on the back burner is my thing. Sure, like yeah. fundamentally, like I, I read all of that shit. I, kn- I know once. you're like I know you're not the biggest fan. Like no, but I still like. Yeah, I like I love the cinema of it, as yeah. it were. You know, like I I I respect the craft mm. behind it. And hearing that it got a great adaptation is all I wanted to hear. I was like a little worried when the first episode came out. Not that because the first episode was bad, but it definitely had like a real serious angle to it. Mm-hmm. That was like kind of weird but like i think like even the second episode and the third episode like despite again being a little more serious than the uh but i think only because they're they're trimming a lot of the like you know the the cruft around the edges of chainsaw man as it were um part of it too is just like the way that fujimoto panels stuff like yeah the the most recent chapter in part two today is so like that is gonna be impossible to adapt in terms of bringing the actual comedy of the situation yeah because holy shit i (laughs) like if you've seen people be like csm 113 or whatever and they just like get the uh, jpeg from like a neil cesariga's ariel needs legs that's just like however flareon is the only fire type that cannot learn solar beam (laughs) That, like, he basically did that for like a whole chapter. (laughs) For a whole chapter, like, I think copy and pasted the actual like scenes Mm -hmm. for like a bit, but and it still leads into development where it's like, oh shit, we're still getting some energy going. Like, it is very masterful craft and writing. Mm that for an adaptation like i'm glad it is at least trying to be at a similar pace because mm-hmm. it is near impossible otherwise but like nearly impossible simply for the reality of the two medium the two mediums at play mm-hmm. yeah definitely Um. Yeah, Chainsaw Man. I I'm just glad it got the adaptation it deserves. Mm-hmm. I guess. I just I'm just oh, glad yeah. that I think like that's happening a lot more recently. Honestly, with a lot of adaptations, like I feel like in the early 2000s, you got a lot of people. I don't remember that early 2010s even. You got a lot of people being like, "I want this studio to do this," and I just feel like that's actually happening a lot more yeah. recently. Like it's like, yeah, I would love the people who made the cool Jujutsu Kaisen anime to make Chainsaw Man or whatever. And it's like, okay, well they did it. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> like, Great. <laughs> yeah. Um. Never. Forget yeah. Promise Neverland season two. 
Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Man. What an insane fucking season. I just, I keep thinking about that. Like, that was by Cloverworks, which is fucking wild to think about. Yeah. They did a slideshow <laughs> at the end After of like 70 chapters of content. <laughs> After skipping Goldie Pond to like it, it's like imagine if like Naruto didn't adapt like the Sasuke retrieval arc. Yeah, it's fucking insane. Man, I hope that put the fear of a god in a lot of creators. <laughs> like, just like this is what happens if you don't if you don't go the right way. Uh, LV. Yeah. Let's talk about these last two things. I I'll sure talk thing. a little. I wanted to talk to you, but we talked a little bit before the hand. Uh, I so I dropped Raven of the Inner mm-hmm. Palace. I think at this stage, mm-hmm. I was hoping that through you talking about it, I'd come back. But it feels like, based on what you have written here, that will not be the case. Because um, <laughs> I stopped at like episode six. Okay. I think the middle or so. middle ground. Yeah. Yeah. I was just sort of like, all right. I feel like these mysteries are not really like it. It doesn't feel like a thing you're following the through line of really yeah. in any respects. It just feels like she just sort of busts out the zombie at the end, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, that's how she they resolve just, things. She just like, yeah, she's like a horse whisperer, basically. She's like, oh, yeah, I just need to talk to this sad ghost, and it's all over. Yeah, I, yeah, this had a lot of promise, but so far it's like. Eh. It's just, eh. Um, or we have this kind of historical setting with, like, you know, implied supernatural otherworldly things going on to it as, as real and, and happening and as a significant factor as to what's going on. You know, again, it's just, the, it's just the framework of, like, there's, you know, kind of, there's a witch, there are problems, problems are brought to her, she's got to solve them, right? And the first half of the, the series really hammers down. Like, she's got a backstory going on. She has a weird thing with the Emperor. I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. Do they like each other? Yeah. But they're not going to say that, right? <laughs> but, um, I didn't, you know, I'm towards the latter half now where it's, 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 I don't know how many episodes this is going to be ultimately. Um, but, like, yeah, it's just going. Like, um, <laughs> Every case so far, I mean, I'm just going to call them case or, you know, mysteries. Um, right. The whole setup is like, ooh, spooky thing is happening. Oh, no, it's causing problems to some people, but not a lot of people. Or rather, the emperor's like, uh, okay, so here's here's what's awesome. Uh, here's what's the funniest thing, and I think, like, exemplifies the issue. The most recent episode involves, like, a spooky um, cursed cloth mask, and if you put it on... You see a fu- you see a ghost ah you see a oh. ghost and for some reason and for some reason that startles enough people where they can't take it off they're like oh no the ghost is good it's like v- it's VR actually it- I think it's VR I think it's that's my best way of describing it it's too real you're in the game you're gonna die but for the most part it's just a bad vibes mask um, they don't really assert that um, they don't really they don't really. It- this is what's weird about this episode in particular. Uh, they don't really show that someone dies if they keep the mask on. 
the, it's just a scary mask. It's just yeah, un, it's, it's just, just unnerving. unsettling. It's VR. It's a VR mask. You don't remove. It's like ah, oh, it's too real. It's scary. And, and the, so, so we they showed us Cole open establishing what the mask does, and and, and again, like, and it's cool. They they further explain, you know, like a lot, of, you know, a lot of musicians, especially like perhaps like concubines or a lot of people who do sex or, you know, they, it's like, it's also like a particular mask worn for a non-anonymity, et cetera. And it's this whole, like, you know, unfortunate double standard, you know, in a, in a setting like this in regards to putting that distance between women and men, all that. They don't further go into that, but that's like kind of like what they basically hand wave as the purpose of masks like that for artists to wear. Um, but that said, um, the yeah, we get to our main characters. The emperor is like, we got a problem, you know. He he brings he brings the mask to you know the, the raven, you know the, the titular raven consort, and she's like, what is this? Yeah, she's like, oh, that was weird. You know, she tries on the mask. That was weird, and she's like, why did you bring this to me? <laughs> What's the problem? She literally is like, why did you? Why this is just weird? Why did you? Why did you bring this to me? I think she says something insane, which contradicts like everything else that has happened. So we're at the tenth episode, where she's like, why? You know, why did you bring this to me? I don't want to deal with matters where people are suffering. Like, what? What are you what? talking about? The whole series, you were helping like sad ghosts to make them pass on. I don't get what you mean. But these are living <laughs> people. She doesn't want to deal with lot living people. Oh, per- perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Some people are scared and wetting their pants over this mask. Like, I, they gotta do it. They just don't have to put it on. Easy. What are you, a baby? You're getting bullied online. Like you're or anything. <laughs> Cyber harassment isn't real. Log off. That's what she said. Yeah, close your eyes. Take the mask off. <laughs> close your eyes. Close your eyes. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, but like, yeah, it, it runs into the problem where it's like they do a thing that really isn't like a, there is no puzzle. This like she just finds like, oh, I see. We figured out the history behind this mask, but not in like a cool way. Like it's just like, oh yeah, I know a guy who was like, yeah, this guy, this this guy was like a, a, a laborer who killed himself, you know. And it's like that sucks. And we have his records. Here you go. Here's his name. And she's like, she does her flower thing. And then she just summons him or something. And then she communicates with him. And she gives him, like, a little couch therapy. And it's like, you can move on now. Goodbye. And then that's it, right? Like, that's All a right. recruit. <laughs> that's a recurring issue with a lot of the resolution to these quote-unquote cases or mysteries. There really isn't anything impressive or nothing to think about. They're just as is. So... It's 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 a little under it's it's a little underwhelming, and we're taking a lot of our time with the stuff like this, as I mentioned. Where, yeah, we, we they they were building up a lot of fluff and actually substantial things going on with the backstory and setting up this world as to like why is she, why is she doing this, etc. And you know, again, they already pretty much at this point elaborate that she was, pro she was a survivor basically a, a, an equivalent of a genocide you know of like these this group of people who have kind of some otherworldly connection and they had white hair and she dyes her hair black etc but they kind of like forgot about that too with the past couple episodes they haven't been doing anything with that intertwining any of these cases to her situation on top of the weird stuff going on with the emperor too in their relationship 
it's definitely like hit or miss. Like they just like the episodes don't feel coherent and like um realizing they set up something with the first couple episodes and they're like, no, we're gonna focus on this one thing only. And then it just keeps going. Um and it and and <laughs> the whole situation too where she really outright said like Al I don't want to deal with affairs of people who are in pain or suffering like what the fuck are you talking about that's what you were doing this whole series um she there also be yeah like and, and I guess Rose we were you know we were talking about it too like the romance dynamic with the emperor is very like huh like what is like they're not consistent with her character either you know it, it's it's very strange like she's just sometimes like yeah, sometimes she's like a shoujo archetype where she's like, oh, I'm getting so flustered. But but then meanwhile, it's like at odds where her, with her kind of being cold. And, you know, clear, you know, of course, like she, she underwent trauma and very guarded. But then her going back and forth between that, like, ah, you know, like blushy, don't look at me, you know, like kind of shoujo protagonist doesn't transition well to her like initial front as someone who has a lot going on, you know, and she's the guarded witch, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, 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 it's kind of, it's a very, I think, loosely put together series, sadly, you know, and, and again, I'm aware it's an adapt adaptation of like a light novel that actually has completed, you know, I'm looking at this information mm-hmm. now. So, you know, I can't really judge the actual material per se, but as an anime series, it's, it's like, eh, it's not gr- Yeah. It's not great. It's like, okay if i have to describe it um it it feels underdeveloped i think that's what it is i think it feels very underdeveloped and it feels like episode by episode it 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 has that issue of like the writers are not talking to each other they're not they're they're not saying like hey we have we have a guideline we gotta we gotta pick we got a uh, series bible we have to reference to get all these arcs across and all that they're not talking to each other that's what it feels like um so yeah it sadly feels very very loose as a series and doesn't feel very whole right now. And when I say right now, I think there might be two, you know, if this is one core, right? Yeah. There's only two episodes left. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, yeah, this shit ain't going to, but you know, meanwhile, I, I have been rewatching Katana Gatari. Um, yes. I, I, different I, I, drama. I am approaching the last episode, right? Nice. As we are on this month of December. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Reiterating nothing new. This this pacing and watching it actually in the way it was meant to be does feel much better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm able to. <laughs> I'm I am I'm in, I'm definitely like enjoying it far more than when I did and had a hard time like watching it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, when it was in a side series. Um, so yeah, I think that that speaks a lot to like presentation and intention with a medium over like you know how much that impacts something mm-hmm. so, you know i like it, it is kind of interesting consuming anime now and like street like where streaming is the norm of it and just like you know me personally it's like oh you know i miss a week or so and then i just like not i don't really binge but yeah i watch a series of episodes like back to back mm-hmm. without like you know i've just been used to that i've been just used to that and like approaching that with this is not <laughs> it's not viable for me even though some people have mm-hmm. um but it's very clear that there was a very intentional reason why the series was constructed in the way it was um 
I still quite like the episode again with the, um, what was the name? The snow. This, yeah, it was the sixth episode. It was the, it was, they were in the, they were entering the freezing room. And I'm glad nothing happened to that little girl. I was yeah. like, oh no, she's a sword. They're going to fucking kill her. Let's go. But also let's not, and they don't. She's fine. I, and I'm glad they like circle back on a previous character. You know what I mean? That was very nice. I was like, oh, wonderful. Great. Nothing awful happens. But yeah, reaching that point where like, I realized it. Oh shit. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Cog, cogs are turning. It's going to be sad at the end, is it? Um, yeah, definitely a much better digestion of what the series was intended to be. Um, and double checking, like on, no, still, still, still not legally licensed anywhere for North American distribution. As as I as I'm watching this, um, huh. it's still it's still in some weird uh, hell of <laughs> where you just gotta find ways to watch it. Ain't that how it is? There was a Blu-ray DVD combo set released in July 2011, and nothing. Nothing since. Go find it. <laughs> Rare finds. Let's see. <laughs> wow, yeah, that was ten years ago. So, what would? It's somewhere. So there are people who have this. Just find them, become their friend, and just ask them. Hey, can <laughs> we can we watch this? Let's let's pop this in. Let's go. <laughs> I um. I'm a big proponent of the uh, that sort of pacing thing with a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I, I can I can never binge series. Like I can read things pretty fast, which is fine. But like I I really like to sit and meditate on it. I think I've talked right. about that a lot with like Final Fantasy fourteen. Like the reason I have struggled to like recommend it to other people is like they can't experience it the same way mm -hmm. of like waiting months between story stuff and like really like thinking a lot about the world and stuff in between or like uh, letting your expectations sit. I think that's like a really important part of like, not just like criticism, which is definitely a big part of why I like it there. Like, you know, sorting out your feelings, but also just like, you know, having times to figure out like how you really feel about a thing and like, learn to appreciate the things as the more you think about it. Mm. Um, that's why I, I, I like doing stuff like that. Like I always watch stuff like once a week or something like that. Um, that's why I'm really enjoying Don brothers in this weekly format. Uh, just something to look forward to mm. uh, and something to think about. Cool. Um, so yeah, uh, that's, that's, that's a good, that's a good amount. Yeah of talking um i don't know if we will be around in two weeks that's the plan currently but we'll see how things shake yeah. out because it could just end up being just me and john and i'm sure we'd both rather just wait for everyone else to be around yeah um but if we are around in two weeks we will be talking about barakamon mm -hmm. um Again, you can just find that over on Crunchyroll. Pretty easy watch, I gotta say, immediately. Like, very low stakes, very easygoing. Nice. Nice to see normal people. <laughs> um, normal. Like, they're, they're so normal, though. They're, like, the most normal people you've ever seen. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, you're right. The Fujoshi's insane. Okay, sorry. That's not a real person to you. 
No, it's like that right. kid. The kid? And then a child? You've never seen a child like that? Uh, not in that frequency. Damn, you're lucky. <laughs> you would know peace on like this man. Um, one thing I was reading about Barakamon, not to get to where it is, is finding out that, that she, the, 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 the main character girl was voiced by an actual child. Oh, I picked big, up on that immediately, yeah. Big win, big win. Yeah, I was told about it, like, instantly, and I was like, oh, wow, you, you can, like, super tell. Like, very much talking like a child, <laughs> I think. Perfect intonation of, like, the, like, unearned confidence of a child. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we'll be talking about that next time. Um, usual bit, patreon.com slash VGCC, $3 gets you everything one week early, like this, or the special bonus episode that we put on there a while back. Um, yeah. Uh, if you ever want to send in any opinions or questions, uh, videogametissue.tumblr.com slash ask is good, or you can just tell us it also that's also fine as long as it's in a written format we can put it on here mm-hmm. um and that'll do it um we might see you in two weeks we might not but either way i hope everyone out there has a good day night month year so on and so forth holiday season and uh we'll see you next time another episode of the